I believe every person deserves kindness in their lives. I believe kindness has the power to change us from the inside out, to change the world beginning with you and me. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Self-Kindness, Self-Kindness with Pete. It's about figuring out how kindness towards ourselves can be our superpower, how kindness is more than just a reward at the end of the day. It's about living clear lives, focused lives, motivated by loving concern, rather than motivated by fear and anxiety. It's about how we make that change. How does self-kindness show up the moment we need it the most? You are so worthy of the kindness that's already in you. And each week, we'll be exploring how to do that with people who are leading this kindness awakening in their own lives. My name is Pete Sibley, and I'm so grateful you're here. Hello and welcome to another Self-Kindness with Pete. I am Pete Sibley and as always, thrilled that you are here listening to the podcast today. How's it going for you out there today? You know, today on the Central Coast, as I'm recording this, we just had a little bit of rain and so, you know, you just notice those clouds moving across the sky and uh, places where the rain washed things, you know, and, and made things feel new and fresh. And, uh, and yeah, what is that experience for you today? What's going on internally? How are you doing today? You know, I just think it's so vital that we take a moment to just that. Take a deep breath to notice where are you, how am I doing today, you might ask yourself, and just to check in. It's that tiny little bit of noticing that makes the difference, and it's adding up those moments of noticing back and back and forth <laughs> with each other. Is that right? Is that how I would say that? Lining up all those moments of noticing back to back and in my experience that makes for a good day that makes for some really good moments you know today I want to talk about something that seems to be coming up a lot with the conversations I'm having with folks uh, clients that I'm working with and it just maybe is in that zeitgeist right now this feeling of overwhelm so I wanted to take a little time today in this episode. Next week, I'm super excited. I have some really great guests that are going to be on next week. Can't wait for you to hear them. Uh, But in the meantime, we're going to talk a little bit about overwhelm today. um, And just how do, what's that look like? How do we unpack it a little bit? And what are some ways that this idea of self-kindness can directly speak to that? can directly, you know, create change and shift and, you know, transition in the moment when overwhelm is hitting. You know, before I do that, I actually wanted to just uh, do a quick check-in this week. uh, I don't know if you are a listener, if you follow me on Instagram, you can always hop over there. It's just at selfkindnesswithpete. And I had one of those moments where I was just laughing at myself. Um, 
I really liked Mr. Rogers growing up. Um, I think it, it's it's part of my personality, but you know, my grandpa actually was a lot like Mr. Rogers. He wore that you know cardigan. He uh, you know he would wear dress shoes everywhere he went, but when he would go inside, he would change his shoes. You know, just like Mr. Rogers. And I loved, still love my grandpa McCulloch when he shows up in my mind and in my heart. And, you know, this week on Instagram, I made a little video and I was sitting at the piano um, and I was playing a little bit. And then I turned to the camera and started talking. And then I outroed with a little bit of piano. And <laughs> when I watched it back, I was like, huh, I'm copying Mr. Rogers. So I hope that, you know, maybe like me, you just watched it and smiled. Um, you know, it wasn't intended to baby down the idea of kindness. I just thought it was really funny how, you know, you know, just how relevant um, some of those acts that even 30, 40 years ago when Mr. Rogers was doing it, that it could still be relevant today to just, you know, take a deep breath, pause, you know, how are you doing today? That invitation. Um, so if you're over on Instagram, you could check that out. It was in my stories for a little bit at self-kindness with Pete. And um, I also wanted to give a shout out on Instagram. You know, some of you reach out to me and one of my recent uh, new clients reached out on Instagram and I wanted to share this quote from from Herc because I thought it just sums up this idea of noticing that I opened with uh, in the power of that and how quickly it can even take effect in our lives to just notice. She wrote, hi Pete, our work together is helping already. Thank you. I'm definitely a better mama today for the time we took yesterday. So the idea of overwhelm, I want to unpack that a little bit. I want to take a moment to explore that. Look at the causes, look at what that feels like, what it looks like in your life, how it unfolds. And then I have some ways that, uh, you know, I help myself and my clients move through overwhelm. But before we get into that, I just want to take a quick moment to highlight a few supporters of Self-Kindness with Pete. Self-Kindness with Pete is supported and caffeinated by Captain and Stoker Coffee Roasters, located at 398 East Franklin Street in Monterey, California. And if you're not local, you can hop on captainandstoker.com and order up a bag, brew up a cup today. So why don't you love on them a little bit? They're great supporters of Self-Kindness with Pete. Grab a great cup of coffee. Thanks, Captain and Stoker. Self-Kindness with Pete is supported by Union Yoga Monterey. They're now offering beach yoga classes at the Tides Hotel if you're here locally in Monterey. And you can sign up for all of this at unionyoga-monterey.com. So I'm loving it. Thank you, Union Yoga. Thanks for your support. All right, so let's talk overwhelm. Let's invite a little bit of that gentle spirit to explore and look at overwhelm as it's showing up. 
so what are the causes of overwhelm? Well, like everything, it always appears that it's an external cause. And we talk about that on other podcasts, <laughs> what I mean by that. But, you know, let's take a look at causes of overwhelm. Uh, you know, relationships, for sure. Uh, our relationships that we have with people can bring about a sense and feeling of overwhelm. Uh, you know, sometimes relationships feel like people are always needing something from you. Or maybe it's the opposite. Sometimes you feel like you are constantly looking to the other person and nothing seems to be changing. Another place where overwhelm will show up is maybe in your job, in your work life, in your career. Does it feel like there's just too much being expected of you, too much coming at you? Uh, maybe it's because of COVID. I actually live with and talk with a lot of teachers right now. Or is it around boundaries at your job where you just don't feel that it's possible for you to hold the boundary that, that is coming up in you? Uh, or maybe it's around security that a job is providing what you believe is security or maybe that security right now feels really shaky around your job. Overwhelm can come from the news how much we're ingesting of the news. And I don't even know if I need to give examples around that. Like we know our relationship with the news and what it does in our lives. What about responsibilities that we believe we hold or that we actually do hold, like parenting or your health, either yours or others? Uh, I'm an adult living with ADHD, and a type 1 diabetic. So at times it feels like they're all hitting at once while my kids are asking me for something. So responsibilities. And overwhelm seems to show up anytime there feels like there's change happening in our lives, right? Uh, 2020 is that year where it seems like it's, it was created with change in mind. Some of you I know out there are, have big changes happening in the middle of all of this. Life changes, a new house or selling a house, new jobs. Um, a friend of mine, congratulations, just had a baby. So causes for overwhelm can show up in lots of places. So... What does it look like in actuality? A lot of you talk about having calendars that feel like they're bursting at the seams or that you can't possibly add any more, and yet you're looking ahead and there is more coming at you anyway. What about these days that feel like it's a mad dash and when you finally get into bed and pull the covers up and turn the light off, hey, guess what? Suddenly your mind wants to go over everything that you just did in the, in the day. How about it showing up as just a, a feeling of panic? Or maybe you notice that you are being more sharp or uh, have less patience with people. Are you trying to control others in your life? And it shows up as stress. A lot of times for my 
men friends out there, it pops up in us as anger or rage. And then we get quiet. Um, For a lot of women that I speak to, sometimes it turns into those attempts to control or turns in and becomes self-blame. And stress, you know, they hook us up to machines and they show us what stress can do in our lives. And a friend of mine recently shared with me, we were having coffee, and he was talking about how he always thought that was interesting. Like he could get the, you know, those those health issues that he could see. He's like, you know, if I scrape my leg on something and I get a cut, like I see that effect, right? He was sharing, he's, he's had a lot of, um, you know, things that have come up with specifically with his heart. And so he's had to have a lot of tests done and things of that nature. And at one point in his life, several years ago, this was a constant. And when I was talking to him the other day, he said that he had recently talked with his cardiologist and his cardiologist said, it's amazing. I'm looking at your recent test results and nothing. You wouldn't know that you have had a history of heart issues. He said, it looks perfectly normal, perfectly healthy. And he began to laugh because he said, you know, I looked at my life when all of that was coming up and I felt I can look back now and see how stressed I was, how much overwhelm was in my life. And he's like, I was just so in the motion of, keeping the balls in the air and putting out fires that I didn't even notice it. But now looking back, he's like, oh yeah, I can see it. And no doubt in his mind that there is an effect to that overwhelm sustained in our lives. So here's the good news. Here's where the idea of taking a moment to notice and recognize this is an act of kindness towards yourself. It is an act of compassion towards you. When you're feeling that hamster wheel, that those balls in the air, that you're just putting out fires, that you are dashing throughout the day, no matter how far, how removed you feel from being able to experience self-kindness in that moment, the good news is that it's always right there. It's just waiting for you. And all it requires is you to notice, become aware of your feelings, thoughts in that moment. And here are a few ways to do that in the moment. Because as you probably have heard me on this podcast say time and time again that, yeah, this is all wonderful stuff. But if I can't do it in the moment, then for some reason, it just makes me think of that Zen saying that comes up and I've talked about in the past. It's that, you know, the obstacle is the path. That's the case with overwhelm. That is how we get in touch some of the ways that we can get in touch with 
noticing with bringing self-kindness to play and being an element for change in that moment when we're feeling overwhelmed. So the obstacle is the path. So first off, I'm sure you've heard that our feelings typically run through our body system. You know, the chemical that is released around our feelings, it runs through our body systems in about 90 seconds. First off, to understand that is a place to begin. If I can just allow an experience to be uncomfortable for a short duration, a minute to two minutes, already I'm doing positive work for myself. Already I'm enacting self-kindness. So the first idea is just a simple exercise of getting in touch with the inner body. This I first heard Eckhart Tolle talk about this in his Power of Now book, the idea of connecting with the inner body. So what does that look like? Try this out. If you're sitting, maybe just for a moment, sit comfortably, or you can even do it while you're walking, if you're listening to this while moving. I invite you to put your attention on your hands. Now you can do it with your eyes opened or your eyes closed. And what I mean by attention on your hands is literally see if you can put all of your attention, all of your awareness, all of your focus on your hands. And what do you notice? Now, most people report that they notice a slight warming sensation in their fingers and hands. Maybe you might even notice a tingling sensation in your hands. That is your awareness in action. That tingling, it's not the fact that your hand is falling asleep. It's the aliveness. It's the awareness inside of you. And even that little bit of noticing your hands What happened to your mind when you put your attention and focus on that inner body, your hands in that moment? So a practice where you're taking your awareness and bringing it internally to your inner body can be a first step to... Uh, I want to say, breaking the cycle of overwhelm. Because really, that's where the power of overwhelm comes from. That's where those feelings of feeling exhausted and uninspired and like you're on a hamster wheel. It comes from our mind just ramping up and over and over again and creating that feeling, that sense, that belief that it's, it's not going to stop. So this first invitation, this first little tool of self-kindness is to just help to slow down and for a moment stop that mental hamster wheel. And now the second thing that you can do is simply growing your ability to notice 
And this is the work that I do specifically for people who want to grow self-kindness as a, an awareness, mindfulness, uh, compassion practice in their lives to make it something that's active in your life. Like I said, something that shows up right then and there is so we grow our ability of noticing, just noticing, noticing your feelings, your emotions in that moment. So what does that look like? You know, sometimes it's after the fact that you are going back and you're like, wow, you know, that was, that was a really big moment, you know, what was going on there. And you can go in, back in time or in the moment that it's happening, really get in touch with your emotions, your feelings, you know, with that same intensity that we did with the inner body, what is the emotion? What's the feeling? Now, sometimes we get confused between what our thought is and what our feeling uh, might be. So, like, sometimes I might be working with somebody and say, oh, wow, you know, that was, that situation, you guys seem to, like, really be fighting or something like that. Or that they report to me, yeah, in that situation, we were fighting, we were arguing. So I might say, okay, well, notice what your feeling was. And they might say, like, well, I feel he shouldn't have done that. And that's a thought. The feeling, I would invite them to go a little deeper. So notice that you are saying that you're having that feeling that he shouldn't have done that. And But notice what the feeling is around that. Are you angry that he did that? Are you disappointed? Do you feel regretful? Do you feel hurt? Sad? Those are the feelings in the moment. And those feelings can help guide us in a practice when we're noticing what's going on. So we get in touch with those feelings. We notice where we're feeling them in the body. Do we feel it in our gut? Do we feel them in the shoulders? Is it in our face, in our jaw? And from there, we can unwrap and find what we're thinking and believing. So when we notice our feelings, our brain is right there, ready to tell us why. So what are the thoughts and beliefs in your head with that feeling? And write them down if you can. Because that stops them. That puts them down on a piece of paper and stops them. So being aware of our inner body, noticing our feelings, and then letting our feelings guide us to our thoughts are two ways that we begin to address overwhelm, that we begin to create some space around the feeling, the experience of overwhelm. Now, from that, we then move into taking that thought and giving ourselves some new perceptions, some new ground around it. And the way that I do that is through self-inquiry. I ask 
four questions and then I turn the thought around to help retrain my brain to take advantage of this idea of neuroplasticity where we can help influence how our brain changes. So you might notice that in the beginning you were thinking a thought and it might have a little negative connotation, but after years of doing that, it's like that thought just shows up automatically. So the way we begin to help that, the way we begin to address those patterns, those mental patterns, is through this practice, getting in touch with noticing, getting in touch with the aliveness in our inner body and not missing that, even in the midst of the overwhelm, even in the midst of a new house, a new job, a new baby, even while you're listening to the news or when you notice that a boundary has been crossed in your life, go back and notice the feelings, the thoughts, write them down, and then notice some space around those thoughts to maybe question them. I would love to hear how this works for you. Even without having to question your thoughts, what comes up when you simply are in a practice of noticing when those feelings come up? I know in my life it helps because it can just be a little enough of an interruption where I can make a different choice in the moment. And that's my invitation. That's my hope for all of us is that we make that a habit to notice when those emotions come up, to sit with them for 90 seconds, to allow that uncomfortable space, and then taking action from that new place rather than from the sense and feeling of overwhelm. I hope that was helpful for you. I would love to hear your thoughts and comments on that as always. And I'm so grateful that you took a moment to sit or stand or walk or do the dishes and listen to this podcast. If anything in this podcast was helpful for you, would you share this podcast with a friend? You can always comment about the podcast, any of the platforms that you listen to it. You can rate the show and that helps to get this self-kindness conversation out there in the world. And as always, I invite you to reach out to me. Let's get together. Let's chat. Let's see how a self-kindness practice, let's see how a self-awareness practice can literally transform your life. I can say that honestly because that's what has happened in my own life. I love you. I wish you a very kind week and we'll look forward to seeing you next week. I'm going to leave you with this song of Anna Mines. Take care. Hey, self-kindness with Pete listener. If you're feeling stuck, thinking too much, unable to control emotions, feeling challenges at work or in relationships, maybe you're feeling out of sorts. That self-talk is ramping up and constantly negative. If you've done personal work in the past but still don't feel 
like you're living that potential, your potential, living a big, fearless, purposeful, and peaceful life, then you gotta sign up for my self-kindness coaching. Self-kindness coaching is my monthly one-on-one coaching where I'm gonna teach you how to know your mind and to create the life you've always wanted. Don't be fooled into thinking because it has kindness in the title that it's not insanely effective. Actually, the opposite is true. You know, just like every person who speaks in this podcast, massive change in the world begins within us. That's why this coaching, self-kindness coaching, is so effective and efficient because it goes directly to the cause. No matter what work you've done in the past, my self-kindness coaching is for you and will change your life. Go to petesibley.com coaching for more info or click the link in the show notes. And can't wait to hear from you. Keep me coming around for more Slowly, slowly making a living Leaving the things I could live with